0: Hello and welcome to the Wolves Report online, Leicester. And thank you for joining us for episode 62, where tonight we'll be discussing and analysing Wolves 2 0 win over Crystal Palace, talking about the Brighton game reluctantly, what ended up being at the roast on the coast, taking your questions and looking ahead to Villa. Um, no podcast will be complete without its pundits, delighted to welcome reluctantly. Director of Football Chris Tyler, who's absolutely buzzing, and Club Captain Mark Nock, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us after what has been a difficult weekend for Wolves fans, but other results not so bad. Um, let's take ourselves back to a happier time a week ago. It we finished Wolverhampton Wanderers two, Crystal Palace nil. Nocker, your take on the Wolves another clean sheet and a three-point sh- clean sheet and three points close to safety.
1: Str- strange game, in all I thought we were awful. I thought Palace were really good. Uh, but we, we got the early goal, bit of luck, but we scored from a set-piece, so I couldn't care less. And, and I think what was what was important about the game is we hung in there. We uh, we showed some real bottle in that match. We stayed with it. We had a determination around us. There was a real nervous energy. You could feel it in the stadium. You could kind of feel it on the pitch. But I wasn't complete, really surprised, because this is one of the games you looked at and thought, out of the games left, this is one of the winnables. And I think we knew one win should be enough. So there was a lot of pressure on that game, but they, they, they hung in there, they stuck with it and they, you know, they got the second goal late on to wrap up a 2-0 win. But it, it was a difficult game. I think if Palace had had a decent striker on the pitch or a natural centre-forward, I think that game was probably 2-3-1 to them by the time we get a sniff of it because they looked a really good football inside. But they didn't score and it's been our problem all season, not putting the ball in the net and then getting punished at the other end and we managed to do that to to a team for a change rather than it happened to us. So it wasn't a great performance. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't care less, to be honest. We had three points was priority. That's what we needed, and that's what we've got. And soon we can put this uh, pretty wretched season behind us.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the games that you called Tyler. You said you fancied us. I think before the game, you said that in quite a few home games. And that, it looks like it's the home form that's probably going to keep Wolves up this season. It's something that Lopetegui's done wonders with, really, since he's taken over. But mm-hmm. um, you were kind of feeling nervous. We were sitting there one nil up. Everyone behind the ball tucking in. But we have to credit the manager. It wasn't ugly, it wasn't pretty, but it was a must-win game in Wolf survival chances. I know that's that saying's bandied round a bit and some people agree and disagree, but for me it was a must-win game. And regardless of how ugly it was, we got the job done.
2: Yeah, I think Noki summarised it perfectly. Um, I thought we were garbage as well. But we've talked about before, you know, we do a bit of luck, aren't we, and a couple of scrappy goals and the first goal's is horrendous, isn't it, from their point of view? But you take it. And I suppose it would have been, maybe the game would have panned out differently if we didn't score so early. You know, we probably would have had to have been a bit more open, but it just gave us something to hold on to. Um, I've been Jose Sar's biggest critic, and we probably will be when we talk about the Brighton game, but he made that point-blank save first half was as good as any save you'll see. And then, yeah. obviously, the one second half as well. So, you have to give him credit for that. I thought the spine. I mentioned the spine of the team. I thought they were excellent. Um, You know, Dawson, Neves, and and I thought you know Costa ran the line well again, and just a handful isn't he? And it's one of them. I'm with knocking. We just need the season done now, and we've got to 37 points. I'm convinced that'll be enough, but one more point probably seals it. Just need to get it behind us because I think I know we'll come on to Brighton, but I think he'll have learned a lot from that game about who he wants around next season and, and who he doesn't. And that might be the biggest game that he's watched so far. But you're right at home, it's a fortress, isn't it? Clean sheets, um, results away from home is a massive concern. I think, is it two wins all season away? Yeah. Everton and Southampton, I mean, that's...
0: And you can say we're probably fortunate but, in both those games as well. Fortunate Particul- course, particularly home, Everton.
2: Last-minute last winner. So, there's a clear difference in how he sets up, isn't it, home and away? You know, Chelsea Brentford, very good.
0: Liverpool.
2: Yeah, and then away we just look totally different side. And I said to you, boys, is it a bit of a coincidence? And just throwing it out there, you know, the two and a half games that Neves has come back in, we've been poor, haven't we? Um, so how to do you solve the problem? Do you
0: think, do you think, no, Tyler, that's because. It's not, Neves has to play for me regardless. But it's then he's trying to shoehorn and reward the other players and get them in. It's more a problem of, I mean, we saw away at Forest when we flew to 1 1. Bit of dense magic, got an abs- absolute robbery. We played every midfielder we could find and it was utterly dreadful. Lots of the ball, no shots, nothing. I know we're going to Brighton. It was very much that against Saturday, but you didn't play Forest, you played Brighton, you got punished for playing every midfielder. Yeah. And it, it, it was utterly abysmal. So th- this pattern away from home, is is this something that's would would designed just to because it could eventually be that point at forest that keeps walls up? Yeah. We, 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 we don't know that.
2: And then, you know, Nevis is a genius. I genuinely think he is, and he was man of the match against Palace. But all I'm saying is Palace, Brighton, and the second half against Leicester, they're the most recent games he's played, and we've been disgusting really. And mm. the games before that he didn't play, we look good. It's just a, it's just an observation. Is it a coincidence? I think we talked about it. It seems everything has to go through him. And I think that's an issue. Um, so who knows? Who knows what the future brings. But no, I'm not I'm not blaming him. I thought he was probably man of the match against Palace.
0: Mm, I thought he was very good, yeah. Is it
2: just a coincidence? I don't know. They should they should be able to play together, shouldn't they, really? But I just think we end up just going so deep. Those three midfielders are brilliant, but they just don't work as a three and we're just no. too deep.
0: Yeah, it's, it, I mean, Naki, you can't play with three holding midfielders in the middle of the park and expect to break the lines, even more so than if you're leaving someone like Costa by himself or there's no real link. Um, talking on Neves and that performance, Wolves came flying out the traps. They got a little bit of luck. Um, but the high press and energy early doors, it, it looked good. It looks, it looked like Spurs' second half. It looked like Liverpool pretty much over the whole game, Naki. So those performances are there. When when we want to play that way,
1: yeah, I think the difference was he wasn't trying to. <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't trying to shoehorn four central midfielders into the team. He was. We had a system and a shape that works. We have a pattern that works, and when we play that, we look a little bit more effective. Um, I don't really know why you deviate from that. I think Chris is right about the away form. Two wins all season on the road just simply isn't good enough, and that's why we are where we are. So we need to find a system that works away from home. What we've been doing isn't working. I mean, we were. A, you know, you take the Brighton game out of it, we were at Leicester and the first 35 minutes were brilliant and then we, we change things and we get absolutely taken to the cleaners after that. So there's maybe a mental block there, maybe there's a a lack of belief when we go into those away games that we can actually get a positive result. But we need to change that because it's, it's just not been good enough. And when you look at the two away games we've got left, you don't really think that we're going to change that between now and the end of the season either. So... The priority is just staying up and getting this season out of the way now. And I don't personally think we'll be in this mess next year. I think we'll be in the top half of the table next year because I think giving him that time and that pre-season and that ability to, to swap things around, um that's going to make all the difference. So I'm not concerned about next season, but I just want to get this one out of the way now because he's
0: been, been wretched. As it stands, the form table, if the season started on Boxing Day, Wolves I think there'd be... I think they'll be seventh in the table. And that tells you all you need to know. That's well over half a season of what this squad is capable of. Um, I know it doesn't quite work out that way because obviously maybe some more difficult away games in there. But that tells you what this squad is capable of when he's playing with pretty much someone else's team and squad. So, yeah, the future is definitely bright. Um, Something as well, uh, uh, just going on to a few performances, um, I'm going to try and focus more on the... The crystal palace game than i am the brighton game because i think that's going to be short and brutal probably the way it needs to be we don't need to go over it too much but tyler joe gomez ha- have you anyone seen it I can't, I can't
2: remember it from last week to be honest <laughs>
0: it's been scarred since uh, six, yeah uh
2: it's been a while isn't it i think it like, like you said there was more there was more of a balance wasn't there than there was on um, Saturday I know we come to Saturday but Saturday looked like he was ushered a, a bit right I, I, I couldn't really tell if he was the right side of a three and a four, do you, know I mean? four do, you, do you know what
0: I mean do you know I've got it wrong myself I meant to say Mario Lamina and I had my script What's and ready, I, 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 read, I had my so hands up I, I got it wrong I read I've, okay. I've put down my script I've my script and I've said the wrong person I meant up. to say Mario Lamina the six you nil has scarred me as well <laughs>
2: That fancy new shirt,
0: on and You think you can start? She's you know, <laughs> it pajamas.
2: I was gonna say, look, is it in this to catch me out or what? But yeah, um, no, yeah, yeah. It was what you wanted. It was
0: yeah, from him. It, it was, it was, it it was, was the, good. it was the player that we, the first few games he was electric. He yeah. had a little quiet spell as you mentioned, but when he's playing there in a two, he's like the way he yeah. recovered the ball for the goal at Leicester. He's there's nobody that does that better than him.
2: And I think we talked about. It. I think that there's certain games that really suit him, isn't there? You know, games where he has to be a bit horrible and you know, as Knocker would say, he has to get his reducers in. And that was a game, that game was perfect for him because he had to be everywhere. You know, Palace were a good side, technically were a good side, and I think he let he isn't a player when he's got time and space and he's got the ball. That doesn't suit him. But when he's trying to close down, press, win the ball back and then give it to better players, which I think he's basically admitted that's what he does himself. Those sorts of games are made for him. Um so yeah, I mean, it was faultless. I, I, I look said, I think he personally Nevers was the better of the two for me, just because it was a more all-round performance. But he had a good game, yeah, probably a good, solid seven out of ten.
0: And Noki, wasn't it? Wasn't it nice to play against Crystal Palace and not be bullied from start to finish? To be to to be slower everywhere, to lose every physical battle. Wolves stood up to Palace. Yes, they invited them on, but the manager believed they could hold out for the result, and it was a battle that Wolves won.
1: It was similar to Brentford. I mean, Brentford came here last season and bullied Mm. us and this season we stood up to the test and it was the same against Palace because they they play with some real units, especially in the midfield area and at centre half. So, you've got to be strong and you've got to stand up to that. And we did it really well and although I think Palace were the better team, I think we limited them to not too much in front of goal. There was... You know, the one fantastic save that, that Chris has mentioned and a couple of other moments. But all in all, I thought we managed them relatively well. They were just more comfortable on the ball than we were. So, yeah, it was that was definitely a positive of the game. I mean, other than the three points, there wasn't a great deal you can take from that one. But the fact that we, we had a little bit more of a... A spine a little bit more backbone about us, and and I think Lamina's been a massive part of that because he is just exactly what you want in midfield. He wins it, and he gets rid of it, he wins it, and he gets rid of it, and he seems to cover every blade of grass. So, well, you've got a player like him in your team, you're probably not going to lose out on too many midfield battles.
2: Quick question for you, Ron. Do, do you you said that we could finish top half? Do Wolves finish top half with Lamina in midfield next season?
0: Well, based on performances to points ratio, and you know I love a stat, then then yes.
2: Because you think, you think
0: it's an open, but it's not. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, go, go, going on base now, Wolves are seventh in the league. Um, if the mini table started after Christmas, and most of that, nearly all of that, apart from when he got sent off for absolutely nothing for, for looking at somebody, then he, he's been a big, he's been a big part of the way Wolves play. The squeeze. What, what he said to that little Fraser. I win the ball and a pass it and you know I mean it's so simple but that's what he does he recovers the ball as good as anybody I mean Joe Gomez is fantastic as well at recovering the ball Lamina I mean, the, the way he does it he gets his body in between so in answer to your question would Wolves finish 10th up or above with him in the team yes I believe I, think, I believe I, think, I believe that would
1: I think personally the most important thing about that is he plays probably the most underrated position in the game. I mean if you look at some of the other players who play that position and Golo Kante Patrick Vieira used to play there. I'm not saying he's a Kante or a Vieira, but that position's pivotal to the whole team because it gives you the stability to allow your more attacking players to move forward and let your wide players play because you've got that that resilience behind you to protect your back line. And for me, I think that if Wolves are going to move forward, Lamine has absolutely got to be part of that team. And the price we paid for
0: him, absolute bargain. It's not just that as well. It's He's got... I mean, Tielemans for me, he's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. If you've got the energy and the intelligence to dispossess a player like that on the edge of his own box, a player that doesn't really give the ball away and to score from there, I mean, it's 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 such an underrated assist to rob a top footballer and, and lay on you forward. So, yeah, f- fantastic. Um, just, just back to you guys, open question. I, I think what was really clear to me at the end of that Palace game was What you could see, Lopetegui, his staff, the players, they knew that it's like all but done then. And they knew that that was their opportunity because we saw what happened at Brighton. There's some hard games coming up now. There's a local derby, Man United away, Arsenal away, Everton who are fighting for their lives. That was probably the game on the menu that you have to win. And they did it. And you could see by the reaction of everybody of how important it was.
2: Yeah, and then we saw on Saturday as well, the reaction from it, I think, because... They are all on holiday, weren't they? But yeah, you're right. When that penalty, it was, a, it was a clear release of emotion, wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: And I think, you know, I, I'm probably the most, you know, cynical Wolves fan that's probably out there. And even I don't see how we can get relegated from here. So if I don't think we're going to get relegated, I think it's safe to say we're probably okay. And, you know, that's all it was. It was just that release. He, he got it right. You know, we've said here before, we can criticise him if he gets it wrong. He got it right. The performance was painful. So who cares it goes down with a 2-0 win a clean sheet and you're probably staying in the league for another season that's what he was brought in to do it's, and he's, it's a
0: 150, 150 million pound win isn't it so
2: he's a, a comfort and you know like Nocky said he, there's been a good bit of a Twitter debate around you know is he elite is he just very good we'll see over the summer well let's judge him
0: when he's got his own team
2: going to give it a chance yeah we can't judge him now. we can't really because he's got he's going to have players in there that he doesn't want he's he's Bondate Lawry Jimenez, Johnny, Bertrand Troy, has he, he been bombed. Who knows? He's clearly going to want to bring his own players in. And that's, you're right, Ryan, that's when we can judge him.
0: But and what we can say about that though, he's not afraid to drop some big names. There's some top players there that we've loved at Wolves, but if you're not doing what he's asking, you're not you're not for him. And and it, if you manage Real Madrid and Spain, and you've won the Europa League with Seville, then you're going to have be a big, strong character to deal with the difficult situations, aren't you? Yeah, so, we all said on Boxing Day when we were doing the podcast after the, the, the victory at Everton, I think we did we did it between Christmas and New Year, give me 17th now and I will take your arm off. Yeah. He's massively overachieved. His point, points per game ratio, seventh in the league after Christmas, it's all looking really good. And he's done that probably as well, Naki, with a lot of average performances that have just been all right. But if you're delivering... Those points per game ratio with players that aren't yours and not been able to probably play the style that you want. What's he going to be capable of when he's got his own team? Yeah, I mean, the debate about
1: whether he's elite or not, for me, I find it a little bit puzzling. If you look at the not just the position we were in, which was bottom of the league and four points from safety when he took over, it was the kind of football we were playing as well. It was just absolutely no hope. We were, just, we were going down, weren't we? I think any other appointment... Wolves probably end up in the Championship. So, (laughs) what he's done to take us from there to to relative safety with five games to go, that is an elite-level manager's accomplishment, in my opinion. I don't think there's too many that could do that. And, yeah, give him a full pre-season. I think I'll I'll put a list out of what I think may happen in the summer and a lot of people shot me down. I don't think I'll be too far off, I'm being honest. Um,
0: If you you can remember it then, mate, reel your list off. Let's go.
1: I think Costa will go, Raul, Pedence, nori Johnny, Matinho, Neves, um, I think there's Samedo, C- Samedo, I've got a little feeling Sar, go as well. I think. I think sarah Sar will go as well. So I think there'll be about, I, th- I expect 10 to go. It seems far fetched because that's a massive turnaround. But when you look at the ones who, like you, Jimenez is certainly going to go. We know that. Moutinho is definitely going to go. Neves is going to go. Four or five of them are out of contract. So before you've even started, those changes are going to happen. He doesn't fancy Aitnoura. You can tell that. He doesn't fancy Johnny. So I think there's there's probably seven of them which are absolute bankers to leave. And he, he needs to turn around the squad because I'm, I, I like Pedents. I really like Pedents, And I like Adama Traore as well. But we don't score goals, and the same with Pedro Neto. He scored nine goals in eighty-eight games. We can't keep relying on Pedro Neto to get fit, or he'll be all right when he's fit. He'll be all right, Well, he doesn't get fit because every time he gets fit, he gets injured again. So, again, for me, it's a clean sweep across the front line. I clear pretty much every striker out, um, and every be, striker out. I
2: wouldn't be bothered if genuinely wouldn't be bothered if any player left.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I, I think it's, it's time now. Everything goes from a natural cycle and, and the ones who've been brilliant for us, him Jimenez, I've got nothing but good things to say about them but the fact is we've passed that point now where they're of use to us. We're kind of yeah. keeping them on purely for nostalgia reasons and that's not how you run a football club. So, for me, I think it's a clean sweep. You give him Full motion to clear these players out. And we're not going to get massive fees for a lot of these players, but no. the wages that we're going to save will be absolutely yeah. phenomenal and the money that we'll have coming in from stay, for staying up. So for me, just give him a, a brush. Do whatever you want with the squad. Bring in who you want. We've got Fabio Silva that we can bring back, who I think will do a good job for us. You've got Cunha who can play off him. Them two up front next season. That That's could, exciting. That, that excites me. And you've got the basis of a really good midfield. Okay. So. We've we've got a spine of a team now. We just need mm. to build around it, but we can't keep thinking that Pedes is going to start scoring goals and, yeah. and Neto is going to score. We, we can't keep doing that because we're not always going to get away with this. We've we've got to be ruthless now. Clear them all out and let's go again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, club captain Mark Knock.
1: <laughs> well spoken, mate.
0: Absolutely it, tremendous. We'll probably
1: sign two players. I look alright, Burke. But <laughs> yeah. no, we're going
0: to we're going to sign a new captain on the Wolves report, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be ball boy then. Um. I think the key word in there for me um, is cycle because there's a lot of these players um, who were first year Premier League signings um, and there's a couple of se- a couple of second years that have been on the journey and this is probably it now for them. Now they'll probably go on because I think with footballers and managers, you get to a point and, a, and it gets a bit similar and a bit same and you can be- become a little bit stale and I think everyone needs like a fresh change. And I think this applies to a lot of that squad um, and if anything for me, probably other than Costa, and even though he's been mo- mobile, he looks like to me, looks like you want a really, really athletic mobile team that's physical, that can get up and down, that can press, that can do a bit of everything. And a lot of those players, probably Dharma, Pedence, th- those players aren't going to suit when you need to be protecting your fallback all the time. That's just not them. Obviously Geddes as well, or Gued, whatever we're going to call him. So there'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll probably add into your list as well, Nocky So yeah, great points from there, Noki. Um, just finishing up on the the, the Palace game, um, and we've criticised him, and we're going to criticise him again in a few minutes. But we have to give credit to Lopetegui. It was a it was a must win game. He's he's trusted his team at one nil up. We will not lose this game. These are your jobs. This is what you're going to do. It's going to be ugly. We're going to have to suffer, but we're going to win. He trusted them, and they delivered. So, Tyler, credit to the manager.
2: Yeah, he got, he got it right, so you have to praise him. You know, it could have gone the other way. Um, like Knocker said, on another day we could lose that game and then, you know, we might be a bit squeaky, but we haven't. We've got the three points, we've got 37 points. It's a game you'll probably look back at the end of the season and say that probably was the defining moment, wasn't it? That that was the victory, because apart from Everton at home, I don't see too many points coming, and that would have been a massive game, you know, going into it if we were still on <laughs> the Points, Imagine so. being on the same
0: points with that exactly. penultimate it's game of the season.
2: Nice to have that cushion, and like you said, you could tell at the end of the game they they targeted that game, and and, and it <laughs> he got what he needed to do. He did it. So you're right, Ryan. You know, maybe we can sometimes be a bit critical, but ultimately, if you'd have asked me when we one 0 down at Everton on Boxing Day, that we'd be in this position. I'd have bit your hand off, you know, it wouldn't have even been a conversation, would it? So he's done what he was brought in to do.
0: You are listening and watching episode 62 of the Wolves Report with Chris Tyler, Mark Knocker, and myself, Ryan Lester. This is recorded and broadcast live to YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. We are also now available on Spotify, which i will upload after the show is finished. This evening, um, got some of your comments that I've been going through having a little look. Good evening to everyone watching so far. You can join the, in with the show if you'd like to via Facebook and via YouTube. Um, click on if there's a comment, a question, we'll get up as many as, many as we can. I can't read them all out, um, but <coughs> if I can pick out bits when here and there, and I can, I, I will do so. Very much appreciated you being part of the show as well as the. Twitter questions, which I'll I've picked out. There's quite a few duplicate questions, but we'll get them out. Some really good questions. Um, this is the bit I didn't want to do, but we have to do it. Um, Saturday afternoon was one of the. It's the first time I felt probably a little bit embarrassed watching Wolves for quite a long time, and that's hard for me to say to admit that because anyone that didn't feel embarrassed, he's, he's. I don't think they're telling the truth. Um, there is a case of after the laws, Lord Mayor show, run themselves into the ground. Psychologically, they think they're safe. <coughs> Even Stow, though, Knocky, I don't think it's an excuse for getting spanked six nil away to Brighton.
1: It wasn't ideal, was it? Uh, it felt a lot to me similar to um, when we went to Sunderland after we'd won the uh, championship and we lost three nil, and they were already relegated. It felt like it was a almost a sigh of relief game, or we've we've accomplished it now, we're okay, and we just we just didn't turn up. I mean, saying that, David a couple of absolute worldies. Um, I mean, Pascal Gross is never going to hit one like that again. And the lad who's, I think he's got his second game of the season by chipping Tarr. He's he's just, he's one of them games where they've, they they were really good. Um, I was worried about the game beforehand because they came to Molyneux and I think they were the best team I've seen down Molyneux this season. I think their movement, the way they played was superb, but I mean, they'd left out Matoma, they'd left out Casado, they'd left out the World Cup winner as well. So they'd rested a few players you kind of thought we could get something out of the game, but they were just far, far too good for us. And we didn't turn up. We sure won four central midfielders into the team, which oh. I didn't really understand. Uh, Costa was completely and totally isolated up front. He's got no pace. He so you, you can't leave a player like that on his own with, with a couple of real big lads around him. Um, so it was, a, it was really, really disappointing. We, did, we didn't turn up. And I, I think the thing that's bothered me more than anything else is not the fact we lost the game, it's the way we lost the game. You know, we lost the Southampton 6-0 a few years ago and it was never a 6-0 in a million years. We actually played quite well in that one. But with this one, I felt I felt like we didn't try. I felt like we gave up. And, and some of the goals we gave away were, were just, they were abysmal. You wouldn't see that on a Sunday league match. So it, it, it was a r- absolutely dismal performance. Um there's acceptable ways to lose football matches, but that's certainly one of, one of them. It was it was dreadful.
0: Quick question then, Tyler. Um, knowing that we are going to get spanked 6-0 at Brighton, but as a consequence or as a reward, you were definitely going to beat Palace. We'd have all taken it, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah. 100%. I'd rather not get spanked 6-0, though. And
2: no,
0: you
1: you, you you wouldn't. But
2: it's another weekend where no, da- no damage has been done. Yeah. And, uh, and are we lucky about that? Are we fortunate? Are we... Uh, I put a tweet on saying he's staying up by default, which got a bit of a response. But what I meant was, have we stayed up because there's luckily four or five worst I don't know how. But, but that's, that's not default game. though, is
0: it? That's because you're better than them or you're not as bad as them, whichever way you want to look at it.
2: Well, all those teams have pumped us, haven't they? So over the course of the season, yeah. <laughs>
0: but,
2: you know, they've all, all battered us at some point. So that's the point I was trying to get to. Yeah, over the strangely we've been better against the good sides which we're not really surprised about because that's how walls tend to operate but it's a huge concern the for not going off piece a little bit from the Brighton the, the form against the team around us is is a huge concern uh, if we had to beat Chelsea Liverpool Tottenham, you know crikey we'd be right in the mire wouldn't we so it's good that we did win in those games but I'd have taken it all day if you said to me you're getting three points out of Six, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't matter to see it be staying no. there. That, that's yeah, all that's, that We've that, talked yeah. about it already. That is all that matters. So there's not a lot to say on that performance. Nocky's covered it. It was unprofessional. It was disgraceful. You can use all the words you want to use, but the manager got it wrong. But I still expect the players to try. And I think that's the point that Nocky makes. I,
0: I'll lose 6 nil to anybody as long as they have a go. Do you, do you know what, guys? The most disappointing thing for me was how many of the goals looked avoidable? All right, you can always forgive a screamer because if they go in, good, well done, you've caught a clean one, life goes on. But when you're getting caught in possession multiple times for quite a few of the goals, I I don't... Now, I know, I understand that the manager's trying to implement a new philosophy, but I feel like some of those goals, it looked like they were playing for the sake of playing. I want to play it from the back. I want to be a modern team, but... When you're doing it again and again, I mean how many times are done that? I know you've we have we've, we've praised him, Tyler.
2: But mm, it's tired patience is gonna run out with him, isn't it? It probably already has from the manager's point of view. If he wants to implement a footballing style from the back, he's not the man to do it. Might as well throw um Bentley in for a few games. Let's have a look at him. Got nothing to lose, have we not? The bit that got me, that, that's you are right, but the bit that got me first off, you've got four central midfielders if you count Nunes as one by trade, and Brighton had the freedom of the park. They were just they had the whole midfield to themselves. And how does that happen if you've got, you know, four players in there, especially when you've got a Lamina and a Gomez in there? I mean, that just didn't make sense. They were all off the boil. They were all one out of ten, which doesn't happen very often. And I think it could have been Eight or nine. It could have been it could have been It could have been easily more. You sometimes but, get a six-nil slapping because the team's taken all six chances, but it could have been more.
0: Nokia, but how many times though? Two-part question. How many times and how many games is it going to take to realise that this doesn't work? If you are <laughs> tucking in and you're holding on to a lead when you've got something to hold on to, it's a little bit different than holding on for one nil. When you've got what you want and you've got your goal. And you're battling for those three points. It's a bit different to starting the game off with that mentality when you you've got zero, you've got a point, and, and like level goal average. We fluked it at Forest. It was disgusting at Forest. It was it was horrendous. And Wolves fluked a point, and Forest were like, we the worst the team that you you're the worst team we've seen this season." Well, yeah, that was one of our worst performances this season. So yeah, but it's got to stop now, though, Naki, hasn't it? We can't keep trying to shoehorn multiple centre midfielders. You know what I mean. It's almost an achievement to get that many players in the team and find a position for them. But we've seen it before. The ball goes left. The ball goes right. We saw it at Leicester when we we're chasing the game. Left Costa isolated. Left, right, left, right. No idea. No link to the centre forward. And we got what we deserved. This time, it wasn't playing Leicester. We wasn't playing Forest. We we're playing a team that's flirting with Champions League football, and that's what happens.
1: I, I don't get the logic of it. I mean, we put Nunes out on the left and he can't play there. We, we isolated Costa. I, I think one thing you can't do, though, is legislate for some of the errors that we gave away. It doesn't matter what position you play the players. I mean, when Nunes got caught out inside his penalty area, that's that's unprofessional. The the header that scored from a corner, that, that's unprofessional. Everything, every goal was avoidable. And it doesn't matter who you put in the team, you, you can't legislate for that. I mean, Collins comes on to shore things up and ends up giving a goal away after, what, two and a half minutes? So, there, there is the, the, factors those to subs t-
2: were bizarre, weren't they? I the mean, subs... Not being funny, Collins, Toto, Gomez and Bang. Yeah. I mean, they're the- not in our best side next season, are they?
1: The uh-huh. whole setup was wrong, though, wasn't it? I mean, we put four across midfield so that we could try and control the midfield, and then Billy Gilmore ran us ragged who, who can't get a <laughs> sniff, he can't get a sniff in that Brighton team. So it, it was wrong from the start. I think where I was disappointed, I don't, you know, I'm not going to criticise a manager for getting it wrong to start with because he's human, he makes mistakes, he is repeating them, which is a concern. But we are all human. It was the fact that after. 10 minutes, 12 minutes, you, you should have made changes at that point. I yeah. could see, you could feel what was going to happen because they looked dangerous every time they come forward. They looked like they were going to score. So for me, that's when you maybe change things. I'd have been tempted to to try and solidify the midfield by putting us back to what's worked and go with Lamina and, and Gomez as a two and, and just try to just try to batten down the hatches a little bit for half an hour and, and keep us in the game because at 2-0, you're always in the match, aren't you? We just didn't do that. We kept Kept doing what we we're doing, kept playing the same way. Players out of position, and they were just picking us off at will, weren't they? So it was, it was a shambles. And as we said before, we've got to sort this away format. But until the manager can kind of get to grips with what he wants to do and find a system that works, he's, he, it feels like he's going to keep doing this.
0: Yeah, I mean, whether it was a case of the mentality they kind of knew they were safe. That's still not an excuse. I'm just trying to think out loud, really, whether they were mentally exhausted because they did run themselves rug against Palace. Everyone was chasing, pressing, smashing into tackles, whether it was that. But, I mean, as you said, I'm just looking at the subs here. Those four, four half-time subs, Tyler. this cluster I, I, I Collins, Toti, Huang and Pedence on for Samado, Dawson. Gomez and Costa. I do not understand that. What's he trying to
1: achieve there? I, I just Normally you can see it and you think, I understand it's what he's trying to achieve. It's a distraction
0: for the podcast, so we talk about the subject <laughs> instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no oh, logic I, to it, was there? No. There's, there's,
2: there's, there's nothing to... You always try and find a positive, Ryan. I bet even you're struggling.
0: To, it was I'm only not, six. Well, no. that is the positive, because it could have been and should have been more. Now... But what's he thinking, jokes aside? What is he thinking about
2: of achieving... Of, with Collins and Gomez coming on.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh but it's a good job we beat Palace because we wouldn't be laughing now if we we, we hadn't. But I, I don't uh,
2: but yeah, they're yeah, not that way you need to fight and scrap. I'm bringing a Dahmer on with 7 minutes to go.
0: What's the point in that? It's, it's band- almost an, in, it's, it's, band- almost an insu- it's almost an insult yeah. to a Dahmer isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I really don't know but but you know what though? I was obviously as you do with your football mates I've got a lot of stick. I had one Villa mate text me. He said, Wolves will do absolutely anything to stop Villa getting in European football. You'll get spanked by Brighton, and next, and next week you'll turn up and play like Real Madrid. And I hope that's right, Steve, and I hope you're watching.
1: <laughs> it does um, happen in football, though, doesn't it? I mean, the best have been absolutely spanked and not turned up. Man United have done it. Liverpool have done it. They lost seven at Villa. It, sometimes you, you can't find a rationale or a of a, a logical reason for it to happen sometimes everything that it goes in and, and every one of your team has a two out of ten and you've just got to hold your hands up it's happened before I'm sure it'll happen again but the reality is we're still in a position where we're going to survive and I guarantee you on the same day when Forrest conceded a 93rd minute winner to Brentford they felt a lot worse than we did after that 6-0 I've got
0: to, I've got to be honest and I know it sounds ridiculous but when that goal went in life didn't seem as bad it, it didn't feel nice yeah but it didn't feel as bad as it did just before. Because, like, and, and as, as you said, Tyler, with Everton just getting a point at Leicester, there hasn't really been any damage done down the bottom end of the table. Leeds are in an absolute state. I mean,
2: <laughs> hang on a minute. I'm, I'm coming in to save the day. I,
0: I, 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 They've doubled, I not...
1: doubled us, though, haven't they? They've doubled us. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing. They've doubled us. It's horrendous.
0: Um, I think we'll keep it. I think that's probably enough. Unless anyone's got anything to say well, about Enough. Move on. That's it's more than enough. Um, every week, we, um, I put out a tweet asking some questions. I've had, again, I've had a fantastic response. There was multiple duplicately que- du- duplicated questions, so I can't, I can't put them all on. But um, I really appreciate your uh, your contribution. Let's get let's have a little bit of fun. Steve Lee's regular watcher and supporter of the Wolves report. Oh. Asks, I, I, this is great, isn't it? I'm just really on Ooh. Now, read the question properly, guys, before you lose your minds. Answer some. the bottom five only. Which teams would you like, not think, to drop with Southampton? Knocker, I told had a to practice on this earlier today on Twitter, so, Knocker, the floor's I, yours. Thank you, Steve I, Leaves, for your stinker.
1: I've got to go Forrest, purely because of him. Um,
0: I won't even say his name.
1: I, I think, to be honest, Everton as well, because they're such a pointless football club. They're sat in the middle of the Premier League for years, done absolutely nothing. So, I'd like to see them go. So, if I could pick it, it'd be it probably be, well not Southampton because that's six points gone for us over the season. But <laughs> I think it'd be uh, Everton and Forest. That,
0: that that who you want? Yeah, yeah, who I you
2: want.
0: Want. Tyler,
2: I think he's. I think I'm probably just going with Nocker. Oh, Forest because of yeah obvious reasons this season that'll just be funny
1: eh? just, just Ever- for Wolves Twitter it'll be fantastic Ever- yeah it'll be
2: brilliant there. and Everton and Leeds I mean we tend to do quite well against Everton don't we to be fair so yeah but then Cody going there as well and giving them us a bit of stick and yeah I think I'll be knocking Everton and, and Forrest can both go
0: I think we're all in agreement now. All our dads will be shaking our heads furiously because they want Leeds down. Yeah. And like my, my dad is desperate for Leeds to go down. I feel like everyone's dad, even Leeds fans, dads want Leeds to get relegated. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hate for Leeds. Um, I don't like people saying things, bad things about my club, um, especially if you've played for them. And I don't like family members or getting stuff involved. And I take it personally. And I don't know why, because it's a game of football and I shouldn't. But I will take satisfaction in Everton getting relegated. I'm not afraid to say that. And I will take satisfaction in Forest getting relegated. If you're going to bad badmouth my football club, I'm going to want you to do badly. If you're going to celebrate your old employees using by liking other teams' tweets and, and Instagrams, then you know what? I want you to fail as well. So it looks like it'd be nice to celebrate. But you know what? Bruno Large was right, and he got rid of the right players. Anyway, great question, Steve.
2: Touché. Touché. <laughs> Starting yeah. it,
0: Steve. Thanks. Uh, let's let's go back to the grown-up conversation. And, uh, and uh, Carl Whitehouse. <laughs> here we go. Carl Whitehouse asks, "Do you think it's time for Jose Sarr to be dropped in favour of Daniel Bentley, Dan Bentley, to go in for the next four games?" Um, Tyler.
2: Yeah, I just mentioned it. Don't I? I don't, I don't see why not. Um, gotta have a look at him. What we? we've got to lose? Give him a game. He's not. The only problem is he's not going to be next. Season number one goalkeeper is he? Dan Bentley so is it a bit of a pointless exercise but maybe Saran needs taking out the firing line I mean you, you can't keep making the same mistakes over and over again and it's week in week it's every game it's every game he's looking dodgy with his feet so I I personally would, would change it it's not like Bentley's a 18 year old rookie you know he's a 29 year old season pro with hundreds of games under his belt so I
0: don't know who's playing him. Nocky, do you think it's time for Jose Sa to be dropped in favour of Daniel Bentley for the next four games? It's
1: such a big decision going into a local derby, and it's to take your goalkeeper out. Um, I'm kind of with Tyler that he he maybe deserves a run, but I also agree he's not going to be first choice next season. So, is there any point doing it? And kind of playing with the whole back line that's actually been really good at home over the last yeah. few games. So I think I'd be tempted to keep him in for the Villa game because um, I know it's it's small time, but I, I want to beat them. I want to stop them getting into Europe. So
0: uh-huh.
1: I think I'd keep him in for that one, but then i will be having to look at him for the next three then, just to see if not to be a first choice, if he's suitable to be a yeah. number two, because I'm three. relatively sure looking to offload Sar at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, it's a great question, and uh, thank you for your contribution, Cole. But I've had multiple people ask various questions about Jose. So some politer than others, some more constructive than others. My opinion is that this is a guy that hasn't conceded a goal at Molyneux for quite a long time now. Wolves have just come off the back, back-to-back home wins. I think they've won three on the bounce at home without conceding a goal. Um, beat, obviously beat Spurs, beat Chelsea as well, beat Liverpool. There's been some big games. Jose Saar has been pretty much faultless in those games. Yes, he had a bit of a stinker on Saturday, but he wasn't alone. It was a team, as Tyler said, I'm probably going to give Neto two out of ten and everyone else one out of ten. Um, that's it, because Neto looked like he might have remembered how to play football again, or his form might have come back, um, but the rest of them were stinkers. So am I dropping Jose Sarr the weekend? I don't think so. Um, you make a really good point there, Naki, as well. It's a local derby, and... We're not going to accept the player's bid on the beach. And whether we like it or not, that's our local derby now. And we want to do well. We would love to throw a sparrow in the works because that's football. That's what you do. Um, is it the time for someone's debut, a game of that magnitude, who's never played Premier League football? I, d- I don't think so. Maybe after that, but I, d- I don't think that's the game for it. I hope Jose hasn't got st- doesn't do a stinking now after I've backed him on that. Um, Here we go. I think we've answered this, but we'll go into more detail. Mr Moonlight asks, can someone try and explain to me why Lopetegui keeps trying tactics that clearly don't work? For example, four central midfielders playing Nunez out of his central position and Costa alone at front. Now, we've talked about this and questioned it, but we've never worked out what he's trying to achieve with that. Now, I'll start the ball rolling. I think this manager likes possession. I think if he's got the ball, he's controlling the game. Unfortunately, though, when you've got four holding midfielders that are all 20 metres away from a bloke that isn't going to break clean through and he's got no-one to feed off, the ball's going to keep coming back. I think he's got an idea in his head of what he wants to do, but he hasn't got the players to achieve it. Um, Naki?
1: Yeah, I don't know is the honest answer because, you know, Costa, I love him to bits, but he looks like he's towing a caravan when he starts running and he oh, just hasn't got, that, he hasn't got that pace to get away. Um the force. I mean, we've seen Nunes on the right, and he he really looked a decent player out there. Scored a fantastic goal, set another one up, and now we're switching him over to the left. For me, I want to see him in central midfield. That that's where I think he's he's going to be at his best for us. I, I can't. I don't know why he's doing it. Is the honest answer. I don't understand it because it, it it doesn't work. So he's obviously got something in his head he wants to look at. Whether it, they're training really well in those positions, I don't know. But for me. I don't understand it because it just is a mistake, in my opinion. It just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, there is a concern, Tyler, that of that, that old, that, that the old Einstein meme is that you keep repeating the same thing and expecting something different to happen. Um, I do think it's a different mentality that if you're winning a game and you've got something to hold on to, then the, the emphasis is a little bit different because then you can, you can grind out the win. But when you're starting off on a negative, it just doesn't work with these players. So Wolves long gone are the, the wing-backs where we tuck in, absorb pressure, counter and go. That's not Wolves anymore.
2: The problem is it's the dynamic of them. They're, they're in the same mould, all of them. They all like to be deep for different reasons. Neves likes to be deep to get off the center half. When Nunes is in the middle, that's where he likes to start. And Gomez and Lamina are naturally a, a combative defence midfielder. So the problem for me is they're all of a similar ilk. None of those four is going to get up with Costa or get past him. None of them four are going to make runs and get on the end of something in the box. That's the bit I can't figure out, is it? it's the same dynamic. There's no difference in there. And I think even as a three, I think we massively struggle with it. And I think we worked well in the two because you had the two in there, you know, the two... Rattles, for you... want of a better phrase, and they can then give the ball to somebody that's better with the football than them. Whether that's Sarabia, who gets criticism, Kuna, Nunes, say what you like, they're still more comfortable with the ball at their feet than the others. So what I personally would go with two Rattles in the midfield and then you know look to then have three attacking players behind Costa. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I and mean, we've talked about four-two-three-one for quite a while. Um, we've probably seen the last of our and We're not, I think we're going to have a chance to see him much anymore. But the big thing for me is failing to acknowledge that playing Matthias Cunha or Diego Costa up front alone just doesn't work. Neither of them can do that job. Costa will fight anybody, but he needs someone to, to feed, to link up, to get left or right of him or run past him. If he hasn't got that, he's, he's by himself. As, as you both boys called early doors, that Kuna isn't really a nine. And again, he's someone that looks better when he's got a centre forward or someone close to him to <clears throat> take the pressure off a little bit. So it, it is confusing. And just going back to Saturday's woeful performance and game, what I would say is, and, and, and I take heart in this, that the manager goes, that's my fault. I didn't recognise my players, which none of us did because they were gone. But I have to credit the manager for taking responsibility. For so long, so many managers, even probably Nuno at the end, Bruno Large, whoever before him, no one took proper responsibility. I got it wrong today and I'm sorry. You know what? It doesn't make it better, but at least you understand. And I, and I feel like I've se- he's seen the same game game as us. I know I've, I've gone off pace a little bit there, but even when he does get it wrong, I feel like he acknowledge it to the fans. And it might be only a small gesture. And I'd rather he didn't get it wrong, Tyler. But I feel that's a good thing to do.
2: Yeah, the only thing on that I'd say is he's had to say that quite a few times, doesn't he?
0: Mm. And
2: that that comes to your point around uh, how's it still happening? You know, again, we all look at that lineup on Saturday. We all know what's coming.
0: Mm. We and we saw the team and you knew what was happening.
2: Southampton away, I know we won it, but we were disgust. We all knew disgusting. What the, so you know, the first three clowns can see it. You know, why can't I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but why can't the elite manager see it? We all know that Diego Costa can't play for on his own. Arsenal, So what's he like? You said, what is he trying to achieve from that? Because he was there was there wasn't a wolves played within forty yards of him.
0: No. I don't, so, I don't, I don't, I don't, and it's not like there's probably only. I mean, I mean, I'm not even sure where he was playing in the end. Mateus Nunes getting the ball from deep can support, but I, I couldn't tell you where he was playing. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the full, the the full, the full logic.
2: And, like it was a bit scattergun, wasn't it? And look, you know, we said before at the start of the training, if that was like a Bruno Lage in charge. We'd all be questioning our sanity, wouldn't we? Thinking what is going on here? And he's bought the credit in the bank, and rightly so, of course, he has. But it can't carry on, like I said. It can't continue into next season. The difference between home and away form, whether it's a continental thing or not, you've got to find a formula away from home that works.
0: Mm. Yeah, and the, and then you, as as we mentioned, the two wins that we did have from the ugly performances.
2: Oh, terrible!
0: They were, they, I mean, I, I would I would say that the the red card actually swung the game in Wolves' momentum because it really made everyone angry. The away in was angry. No one knew what was going on. It was more anger that got us through that game. But, um, Mr Moonlight, thank you for your question. Um, cr- creating some really good debate there. Um, this next one, um, I mean, don't take it too personally, but it's... Uh, 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 <clears throat> Bobby Smith asks, why have we turned a world-class midfielder, Nunes into an average utility player in the mould of Mark Rankin? <laughs> I mean, I like Mark Rankin, and I think he scored a couple of goals on... I uh,
1: will not have a bad word said about Shabba. You can't come on here and have a go at him. <laughs> He's one of the nineties legends. He's.
0: Um, we have a really difficult problem in Matias Nunes. We've seen in the home games a wonderful, wonderful half volley, crisp. Not many players score goals like that. Brilliant run. Well, he's direct on the right hand side, as you said, Naki. He's better on the right than the left. We have a problem here with this guy because I don't know really where he fits in going forward. Because I frustrated. I mean, he never moans. He never complains. He always tries his best. He gets stuck in, but wh- wh- where where is he going to fit in? Where does he go? He's, I don't think he's a ten. For me, he's a player that picks the ball up in front of the back four, and goes, drops a shoulder, plays a, plays a full back in, gets forward. That's his job. It gets your team up the pitch.
2: I think I think I know you I think you build a team around him next season when their buzz is gone.
0: You, you have him holding, yeah.
2: No, no, be plays centre midfield for me. Yeah. And I think without Neves there, like the other two, I, I think it just frees them all up a little bit. I personally don't... I, you know, good slaughter for I personally don't think it'll be a bad thing. I think it's part of the refresh that's required. And I think you'd see a different Nunes if Neves wasn't in, in the team. Just my opinion again. But I think it'll just free him. He's it's, it it's it, it, set up field, but he just needs almost... To be free and to glide.
0: Yeah, and yeah I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. No, i got mean, two him d- and he can
2: just play. Just
0: let him play. I d- I what I don't understand, Noki, is... Well, I don't understand a lot of things, but what I don't understand about this is that this was player of the season at Sporting last year, sitting in front of a back three, collecting the ball in a two-man midfield and running games, bullying, scoring goals, making goals, taking people on. Uh, You've got to feel sorry for him, haven't you? Because he's played left, he's played right, he's hardly played as a two in his preferred position. Um, And I'm going to credit him for, for, you know, I mean, yeah, it's his job, and he 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 shouldn't stop when you when you're playing professional football. But you have to feel a bit sorry for him.
1: You do, but I think coming from the Portuguese league, which isn't a great league, let's be completely honest, it's 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 a farmer's league, in all honesty. I mean, coming from that (laughs) brutal tonight on air. Well, it's a fact, isn't it? I mean, you're coming over here, you're gonna you're going to struggle and I don't think he adapted very well. I think when he did play, we were all very underwhelmed wherever he played, when he did play midfield or whether he did play wide, he, he didn't get to grips with it. So I think he's one of those players who is clearly a phenomenal player, but he needs time to settle. And, and on with Chris, I think next season you build a team around him. You allow him to come and take the ball off the back four. You allow him to kind of wander and, and go where he wants because the issue we've got with Neves being in the team and I'm not criticising Neves because he's, he's the best player I've ever seen at Wolves. Everything goes through him. So the centre-halves are always looking to give it to Neves. Neves very rarely does a, a four or five-yard pass. He's always looking to the wing-backs or the wide attackers or the centre-forward. He's always looking for that 30, 40-yard ball. So we're kind of taking Nunes out of the game a lot of the time by having Neves in there. So if he's not there anymore, and when he wasn't there, and we had Nunes and we had Lamina and Gomez, we had to play a different kind of football. We had to move the ball. We had to look for those spaces. And it was faster because we weren't looking to go back to front quite as quickly. We wanted to build through midfield. So, for me, next season, I think you'll see a different Nunes. I think he'll be an outstanding player for us next season. But he needs I mean, that full pre-season. He needs that re-energising, I think.
0: This this could actually work in Wolves' favour because watching his highlight reel for Sporting, you're thinking, one, I don't know how we've signed him. And two, why is he not sitting somewhere like Liverpool? And when you're getting praise like that from Pep, you know there's clearly a very, very good footballer. So It doesn't always help, though, does it? I mean, no, I remember it, when, it, it, when it, Jez it Moxie
1: said that Zeli Ishmael was is going to be the first £100 million footballer, you're putting a player under so much pressure with those kind of statements. And someone like Pep Guardiola, who's had some of the best midfielders in the world playing for you, telling you that you're the best midfielder in the world. That, that get raised our expectation, that raised everyone's expectation. And, and he's only a kid, let's not forget it. He's only a young lad, so you're putting a hell of a lot of pressure on him for that, which is maybe one of the reasons he has struggled to adapt.
0: It may work in Wolves' favour um, going forward that he's had a quiet season because no one's going to pay the 50 or 60 that Wolves would want. I know I've seen some people out there saying, if I get my money back and reinvest that, I'd probably do it. I still think there's a player in there. I think there isn't the many midfielders who are as big and as strong as him and as mobile, six foot one. And that guy is fast. I mean, you said it before. You couldn't believe how fast he was, Knocker. He's clocked yeah. up the fastest speed for a centre midfielder in the Premier League this season. That's how fast he's. Bobby Smith, thank you for creating the debate. This sort of sort of blends in nicely, this next one. Stephen Webley says, Lopatecki says he didn't recognise his players in the Brighton game. Is that why he keeps picking the wrong ones and playing them out of position? Noki. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we've covered it, haven't we? He's um, He's been his own worst enemy away from home. He's, he's not wrong. He, he keeps playing him out of position. So, yeah, I mean, we're covering old ground, aren't we? He's, he's got it wrong. He's got to start getting it right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Steve, I know it was, um, we didn't get much of in-depth in there, but we, we've kind of covered that. Thank you. Appreciate your contribution. Um, this one's especially for you, Knocker. You get a special mention on this one here. Core Wall says, The squad needs gutting. Who is Mark the Butcher Knocks. Giving the chop to. Nocky, five players that must go.
2: I think a bit quicker, five players to keep. <laughs> uh,
0: if I was going to pick five to go. No, you can't be free transfers. These players have all got to be in contract.
1: Is Martino in contract? No, he's out, yeah, isn't he? He's out, yeah. Pedence, Neto, Saar, Neves. Hey, Jimenez is he out of contract or is he in contract
2: no
0: we're stuck with him he's got another year left
1: yeah Uh oh, I'm gonna say somebody oh.
0: Nelson yeah I th- think Nelson I think Nelson will go as well um yeah, Noki, thank you very much. Cork Well, thank you for your uh, question there, putting Noki under the spotlight. You're listening to episode 62 of The Wolves Report with Mark Knott, Chris and myself, Ryan Lester. Getting to the end of this latest live show that's available on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and soon on Spotify after the show is completed filming live. Um, moving on to Saturday's game at Molyneux Gentlemen. It's a game that means quite a lot to us because obviously we, uh, although our families and dads uh, sort of come from Wolverhampton originally and of supporting those teams, um, we brought, grew up just outside the area. So games against Blues when we were growing up and Villa mean quite a lot. I mean, they mean a lot to anybody anyway, but it's it's our local derby. It means a lot to Wolves anyway, but particularly to us that i have got friends and family. And So yeah, um, Tyler, this is a massive game. What have we got to do different this weekend? I don't say don't lose 6 0 and don't pick 15 centre <laughs> midfielders. No smart answers, but we need a derby spot. We need a derby performance. We need a performance, again, high tempo, straight at them. I don't want to see Wolves tucking in. I don't want to see Wolves getting at them. Oh,
2: we just need to score more goals than them, don't we?
0: What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what,
2: what, it's hard for me to answer it because what worked well. Sounds ridiculous, but Nevers wasn't in the team. So, none of us are going to sit here and say, you drop Nevers and go back to that team. So, what do you do?
0: Okay, are you are you going to drop... Okay, you, you can play two midfields, Tyler. Who's your two midfield?
2: <clears throat> it's
0: big, Daddies, Knocky?
2: I'm putting Kuna up with Costa, and then Nunes and a Sarabia type again. That's what I'm doing.
0: Big shout that is big, big shout. I don't see him dropping Neves. No,
2: I don't. I don't, but you no. ask me, that's what I do. Nocky Nock,
0: Nock doesn't know what to say.
2: And we talked about Knock has just said he'll get rid of so On that argument, there's no point playing him for the rest of the season.
0: I think he's, I think you're right. Um, Death
2: and the i, legs I filler, full of energy, full of legs.
0: You're right. In, in, in terms of an energetic performance with mo, extra mobility, I agree. But let's not pretend that Neves can't play that game. He can't play as mobile, but we've seen Wolves outpress Liverpool at Molineux, and Neves was a massive part of that. He can play that game. He was man of the match in the week against Palace. He ran his heart out. Yes, he's not going to get up, but he got a goal and assist. So if you're playing the two, for, for me, Tyler, the biggest issue is when you're shoehorning an extra midfielder because you don't want to drop anybody and isolating your centre-forward, if you play two up front and play Neves as a two-man midfield, well, I think that's the best version of Wolves. Would
2: you play then if you were playing two?
0: Um, mate, I'd, I'd probably... <laughs> I'd go, I'd probably <laughs>
1: Here
2: we go, Lamina and Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about the of- winning the
1: ball back in midfield, <laughs> then you go with them too. But if I could pick, I'd probably go Lamina and Neves for this one. Yeah, I'm, lot, gonna go, I'm, Gomes, I'm gonna gonna going, going to go I'm going go Neves because easy. he's got
0: a good history against Villa. He scored a couple of goals. He's been involved in some big moments and big games against Villa that we've witnessed, particularly when my ear was bleeding last year when I was celebrating with Nokia in the 95th minute. He's got a good history. He's the captain. He doesn't like Villa. He's going to want to do it against Villa. He always seems to be up for that game because of obviously what happened back in the Championship. So, yeah, he plays for me and I'm probably going to drop Joe Gomez and play Lamina next to him. That'd be my turn midfield.
2: A, a sensible shout, yeah. <clears throat>
0: Um, I'd like to start Adama to see him do something against Villa before he departs. I don't see that happening. I think that ship sailed. Um, it's got to be Costa. It's got to be Kuna. Um, again, Sarabia, Pedence, Neto. Much of a much... I'd, the best footballer of those three is Sarabia by a mile. Is he ready for a West Midlands derby? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He'll play talk- oh,
2: no need There's
0: no need for that. I think he'll play away. It's great,
2: but useless with it. So, what, what do you do? I, I play the rabbi all day long. cuz has been a good side, but they'll give you t- they'll give you time to play.
0: You'll have, you'll have an opportunity if to get try. through on goal against Villa. They will. We we saw in the opening forty five minutes, it was. Wolves were 1-0 up. They should have been 2-0 up and out of sight. It was almost a complete first-half performance at Villa Park. It was as good as we played all season. Villa couldn't breathe. The lads were know from Villa were lucky. It was like you had an extra man and we didn't know what to do. That kind of performance in their faces and at them. Um, not going to make any changes at the back. I think we keep the two regular centre-backs. I think Semedo stays. I think Bueno stays. I think Bueno is our future at left-back. Um, Mateus Nunez. I mean, I, I wouldn't even give him one out of 10 on Saturday. I give him half a point for wearing a wolf shirt. He was, he was utterly atrocious, but he wasn't alone. But equally, he doesn't trust Adama, doesn't seem to like it. Prudence is the future. So it's got to be Matthias Nunes, probably on the right hand side where he's, he's got a goal and assist in recent home games. Probably going to start Sarabia, Nocky. I know you don't like that, but Nocky, would you start left midfield? Prudence. Okay, got a goal in him. So
1: I think he's, he's top scorer for me. We said it before. I think your top scorer plays because he's your top scorer. He, he's the one that's most likely to put the ball in the net. <laughs> that's um, fair. I, I think what I'm ex- I'm expecting a reaction. I mean, you can't
0: uh-huh.
1: you can't lose six 0 and then just roll over again. So I think there'll be a reaction from Wolves. And also, when you look at Villa, that was their first defeat in ten games, I believe. When you've been on a run like that, very often it, it kind of follows on when you do lose one. So I think we've got an opportunity, but. If we chew on four central midfielders in again, Villa will just run straight through our middle. I think we need to be more sensible, we need to be more creative in possession and and trying to make them worry about us as opposed to adjusting to what yeah. they want to do. So I, I think I, I, we're good enough to win the game, but it's whether we've got that discipline to and the manager picks the right team.
0: I've I've said it and we've all agreed for so long. The more positive Wolves play, the better the performance. The more negative, like at Brighton, like at Forest, like the second half at Leicester. In the Premier League, if you play like that, you'll lose. If you play against good teams like Brighton, you will get hurt badly. It happened. Wolves play positive. Chelsea, they're not having a great time tonight by the look of things as well. Spurs not having a great season. <clears throat> Liverpool, but Wolves pressed these teams. They got, they got what they wanted out of them and they were excellent because they were brave. Play like that against Villa, not guaranteeing a win, but they'll have a chance because an opportunity to hurt Villa. Coming to the end of episode 62, thank you to Mark not Chris Tyler. Um, time for your predictions. Uh, we'll start off with you this week, Nocky. How are you feeling about the clean sheet after shipping six last week? Your prediction for Wolverhampton Wanderers v Aston Villa and your first scorer, please. I'm going to go 1-1, one, one,
1: uh, Craig Dawson from a corner.
0: Ooh, last-minute equaliser.
1: Hopefully, yeah. Well, you check it, wouldn't you, to do them again? It'd feel like a
0: win, then, wouldn't it, Tyler? Definitely would.
2: Um, Two nil to walls. Cooner. They can't beat us, but they can't beat us, can they? So there's nothing to worry about.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) absolutely wow That's um, a horrendous thing to say before. The it is terrible. Before. I hope no one records that and clips it and delete the podcast forever. <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with a, a tight game, but I'm going to have to back Wolves. It's my podcast. I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves. Um, I'm going to go with Ruben Neves. Oh, I wow. hope you've enjoyed episode 62 of the Wolves Report. Thank you to my two co-hosts, Mark Knock and Chris Tyler. Hopefully we'll be talking to you again next week after another local derby win against Aston Villa up the wolves <laughs>